What's up, guys? It's Kuya Paul, and you are listening to KPR Kuya Paul Rants uh, right here on um, Castbox. Yes, so a lot of people have, were actually asking me, "It's like, hey, how do I download?" It's like, well, you have to. Well, why do I download the podcast? You got to download Castbox. Uh, what I'm doing though is I'm leaving the links to like the regular like like um, website. Um, so you can listen there. You're probably listening from either uh, from there or your Castbox app. Um, I would really encourage that if you're listening on the the, the website, um, if you can subscribe, it really would help me out. Um, or not, it doesn't matter. You can just continue to listen. That's cool too. Honestly, like as long as you're being blessed, I don't care how you listen to it. Honestly, I want to use a couple more too. Like I want to put this on uh, SoundCloud, but I know SoundCloud they have a limit. Like. I used to use uh, okay, so I used to use SoundCloud for when I was doing um, um, another podcast that I tried. I think it was called LYF. Um, I don't know why I called it LYF. Like it was an acronym for something. I don't know what it is, but I like using acronyms like KPR. I'm using KPR because it sounds like NPR. Uh, so um, yeah, I mean that's that's the truth. Um, I even want to ask my friend to to redo my label. Oh, not my label, my uh, logo. Um, to make it look like NPR, <laughs> but of course, like just in, just just different enough to not get any kind of like trademark or copyright strike. Um, but yeah, like I used to, uh, I, I used to record another podcast, uh, and I don't know why I keep using. I think it's like see, it's like going off on a rant, like rambling, right? Um, but I think I get it from like an old pastor used to have. Um, a pastor, he's not, well, he's old too. Um, but a pastor, a long time pastor, um, pastor, uh, Jaren Lepasaran. Like I used to have him, uh, years and years ago as, uh, my direct senior pastor. And he, well, a lot of Filipino pastors, but he was the one that kind of introduced me to the magic of acronyms. <laughs> so I would use acronyms a lot and, uh, I use it in my poetry sometimes. Oh, I actually have this uh, poem that I haven't I haven't recited in quite a while, um, but um, the acronym is uh, I love you. Um, I used to do that with like uh, ooh, I used to do it with girls I liked. So I'd actually get their names, their full names, and make a poem um, out of it. Um, with of course like each letter being like a line in the poem until it spelled their names. I was so stupid. I was so corny. That's corny, but at the same time, that was me. I freaking loved acronyms, man. I still kind of do. Um, as you can see, like um, uh, this podcast, uh, KPR, Kuya Paul Rants. Um, it should be Kuya Paul Radio, shouldn't it? I don't know. I'm I'm sticking to KPR. I feel like KPR. Um, I can change the name of KP. Uh, the, uh, well, I can change the letters to mean other things. And anyways, so KPR could mean like. Um, uh, um, crispy, um, crispy piles of rice. I don't know. And crispy is with the K. Yes, because I'm Kuya Paul with the K. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I could do other ones. Let's do another one. Let's do another one. Um, um, uh, kites. Uh, parade. Riots. I don't know. All right, let's do another one. I don't care, just a ramble, right? So I'm gonna just ramble. Uh, I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get to the meat of this, but let's do one more. Uh, KPR, KPR, um, uh, uh, koala protection 
recall. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I like acronyms. Uh, that being said, uh, I am driving back from my class on Monday. Usually I do this after church, uh, but it's usually after church in Mosaic, usually when when I'm done like crying from the message. Um, I didn't do that this week because I didn't go to Mosaic, uh, Mosaic Hollywood. I ended up going to my parents' church, which was a very interesting story. So um, at least interesting to me. So I'll tell it. So I went to my parents' church. First and foremost, my dad was the reason I went to my parents' church. They uh, helped a church called Edify Christian Church, I think, um, or Edify Community. I have no idea. It's ECC. So they went. They go to this church. They help out with the praise and worship team. If you don't know anything about my parents, uh, they are uh, longtime praise and worship uh, leaders. Uh, they started way back in the day, back in the late '80s, when uh, praise and worship was kind of kicking that rise. And if you don't know anything about praise and worship, it's uh, kind of contemporary Christian music. So Christian music that's usually done with a, with a live band in front of a large crowd or congregation you probably heard a couple of the bands perhaps that do uh, that like one of the most famous Christian contemporary bands at least right now is Hillsong or Hillsong United you might have heard them on the radio once or twice uh, you might have seen them on TV maybe uh, but they would be considered the most well-known modern Christian contemporary worshipers my parents started back in the late 80s they started then, um, they got saved back in, I can't say the year because I'm not sure. I wanna say it's like between 19, 1980, I wanna say 1987 to 89. I know it's not 89 because we moved and we were Christians before we moved. And we moved from North Hollywood to San Gabriel Valley area, Covina. Um, and we were Christians right before that. So it was between 87 to 89 somewhere. Uh, we ended up going to this church in downtown LA off of Silver Lake Boulevard called Faith in Christ Church. And that's where my parents actually got saved. Um, they were um, they were religious. Uh, my, my mom was somewhat of a practicing or semi-practicing Catholic. My dad went to Methodist church and would consider himself Methodist. Um, probably more Methodist before Christian at the time. But then when they went to this church, a non-denominational church, so basically didn't have a label, it wasn't like Methodist or Catholic or Lutheran, Presbyterian, it was a non-denominational church, they ended up accepting uh, accepting Christ there. So once they did, it was interesting. Uh, a little bit of their, their old life, or at least the life that they were passionate about, kind of filtered in into their new life with, with Christ. In that, they really loved music. I really remember back in the day where I think my parents still have a little bit of in them, by the way, in terms of like listening to secular music because my my dad still does like some of the secular karaoke. He sang my way um, back when we were vacationing in, in the Philippines during karaoke. I thought that was very interesting. Um, but my parents used to listen to like Madonna, MJ. Um, they'd listen to the Bee Gees. Like I freaking like I remember my parents are just all into music. They love music. So as this modern contemporary music was kind of filtering into the into the church. And when I say modern contemporary, it's kind of a church thing that because church, if you think of church you always in terms of songs, you think of hymnals. That was kind of my parents, yeah. Um 
well, I mean, my parents before all this stuff happened, like we'd go to church, we'd sing a hymnal. That was the music that you would pretty much know in the church. But it, but about the late 60s and into the 70s, as a slow rise, you started seeing more, um, more contemporary music come into the church and filter into the church. What I mean is kind of like classic rock, soft rock, uh, back in the day. Um, gospel well gospel was always kind of like that um but um a little bit more of kind of the modern rock because rock was a big thing back then in terms of just um having um ha having mass appeal rock was the big thing i, I know hip-hop was starting within the mid 80s all the way into the 90s but hip-hop what didn't have the mass appeal unfortunately that rock had so you started seeing rock in the church around around this time my, my parents kind of became um, one of the forerunners of introducing at least Filipino churches within uh, within, Cal within Southern California uh, to the idea of modern, uh, modern, modern Christian music, which is basically rock music with a Christian twist. That's what they ended up doing. So they liked music so much that when they became saved, they started um, kind of infiltrating that within the church. And a lot of churches were starting to practice it. There were some albums out as well too. Uh, from from people that wanted to, to, to practice a little bit more of contemporary music uh, Some big artists at this time just because I was a little kid when all this stuff was happening I didn't grow I didn't necessarily grow up with a lot of secular music just because I made the shift pretty early I was about seven years old when I accepted Christ. I was seven like and I, I Literally remember when I accepted Christ. I accepted Christ uh, at a prayer meeting uh, sometime during the summer I don't remember the day because kids don't remember days um, and I in terms of a rant let me let me rant this out real quick I dislike it a lot I freaking almost hate it when pastors say um, some really like super traditional pastors when they say if you can remember the date you were saved maybe you're not really saved I'm like you know what I was saved at 7 I didn't have a calendar in front of me I didn't have an iPhone I didn't screenshot that stuff I don't remember the day I was saved. I remember the day I was saved, but I don't remember the date. I don't remember it. It was sometime during the summer because I remember because that's when our parents would always want to go to prayer meeting, which was on Friday nights. And they'd only go when we didn't have school because it's easier because you didn't have to worry about school during uh, during summer. So we'd go during a Friday night. I'd always go out with my friends. There was just one night where I didn't go out. I felt like, like I literally felt Christ was calling me almost audibly like in my head i just felt like christ was like hey i need to sit down for a second i need to talk to you and then later i was like hey i need you to walk up to the altar because i want to meet you and then finally like i walked up to the altar and i felt like i was meeting my dad that's what it felt like i had a dad i knew who my dad was but for the first time on in that altar um so many years ago up on that stage for people who don't know what the altar might be um, up on that stage in front of the entire church we weren't a big you know super big congregation in front of my one of my favorite pastors of all time sister Belen. yes we had a female pastor we were woke back in the 80s we had a female pastor yo sister Belen, my freaking favorite pastora um and she was the one that led me to christ it was funny too because it was mostly in tagalog and i didn't know a lick of tagalog back then just the things that my parents would tell me but all that being said, when my parents actually got saved as well too, it was kind of a trip because like my parents were actually going in and man, they were just, my dad, you can tell my dad kind of missed his disco days a little bit on stage because he'd dance a lot, he'd swing his hips. And like, I remember my dad telling me because I remember this happening as a kid 
But I remember my dad telling me the first time he led worship, he got so into it that uh, the pastor, um, our pastor, Pastor Lenny, which I love too, Pastor Lenny basically, uh, and she's another female pastor, by the way, but she went up to my dad just like, hey, you can't do disco disco in the church. But my dad's just like, hey, it's the church. I'm going to do it. I love God. I'm going to swing my hips for God. And man, my, like, I remember those days, man. My dad got into it, man. Like, I remember, like, I remember I, remember I got into it until one of, like, uh, one, of, one of the worship leader pastors pointed me out in the middle of service and I got kind of shamed and not doing dancing anymore in the middle of service. I feel bad, too, because now I'm just like, I don't care. Like, I'm just going to be myself. Woo! All that being said, now I'm kind of running out of, <laughs> running out of air with this rant. But, yeah, like, freaking, I remember when my dad went in, my mom, and then that, that whole idea of just being, like, in that modern Christian uh, modern Christian uh, worship and stuff. It was it was really a trip. It was really awesome uh, to be a part of that with my parents. Um, I don't remember my thought. I remember I was talking about modern Christian worship. Um, but yeah, like modern Christian worship. <laughs> there it is. I don't know why 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 am I talking about this? Oh, it's just fun. You know, like I, I kind of um, oh I was talking about my parents. I mean, oh so going in. Um, my dad was gonna do praise and worship so I'm going back into the story now the reason I, I visited my parents at the church is because my dad in the last maybe four years or so he hasn't actually led worship in in the main service congregation um, that being like all this being said the reason why is because he's kind of like been training other people to actually lead worship or he's done it on a part-time basis within Bible studies or within um, like Sunday school services within the church but never the main service then they go to a big church uh, called Charisma it's in Pomona and I mean it is a hard thing when you already have an established very well very skilled um, uh, very skilled worship team if you have a band that's super skilled already it is kind of hard to infiltrate my parents are really awesome I have a heart for worship um, but I would say they have like just a little higher than amateur level in terms of their instrumentals and singing um, that being said you don't need like you don't need super skill to be a worshiper you can have hearts and the skill that you have as long as it's the best that you have at the time I mean, I, I personally believe that God will accept it. I had an argument with a friend. I'm just going to go off on another tangent. I had an argument with a friend a long time ago uh, where he said that, it's like, you need to give God skill. It's like, no, you just need to give God passion. I think you need both. Like, I've come to the conclusion that you do need skill and you need passion. You need to be passionate enough that you love God genuinely, but you need to be skilled enough to show Him that you mean it. That's it. And I say skilled enough. You don't have to be a virtuoso at the piano to be able to worship God with a piano. You don't need to be like Lenny Kravitz or or like um, or Slash or anyone else, or like yeah or like Carlos Santana or any other guitar player I can think of. I don't know. You don't need to be like super good to be able to give God worship. But you need to know that you're giving his your best. I would I who I, I would be labor and argue that point till the cows, cows come home. That also being said, you shouldn't always suck. Like if you really want to continue to give God your best, your best should continue to improve every single time. I will leave that there. That being said, my parents were gonna be leading worship. My dad specifically will be leading uh, the worship, uh, the contemporary worship at the church. It's it's an evening service, it's at four o'clock on a Sunday. I had a BTS photo shoot 
um, for a uh, uh, that were that a friend invited me to. She was a uh, uh, she was first AD uh, at the shoots, so she invited me to do BTS. I uh, was with some really great, awesome, awesome people within the Filipino American um, film community. Uh, one person I met, um, and I'm just as this is being 100% true to 100% rant. Uh, one of the people over there, her name was Jackie Fernandez. Um, shout outs to her, and by the way, girly, you cute. <laughs> and I'm just gonna throw that out there because I'm being 100% real. Um, but also, you're very professional, and I really do like uh, the stuff that you're uh, that that you're producing. She was producing this series that you hopefully will see on Instagram called Ghost Riders. Um, it's a uh, ten part mini series that you're gonna see on Instagram TV. Isn't that cool? Um, so uh, that was really really fun. It was the second time I was helping them for the project. Uh, so I have two days of BTS footage. I even told my dad like I'm gonna make it. Um, it'll be it'll be close, but I, I actually told uh, the first AD is like I gotta leave early because I gotta go over there um, and support my dad um, at this worship thing because he hasn't worshipped in four years. So uh, she was good with it. I came over. Uh, I went over there. Um, one thing happened though. Like he did tell me on Saturday, he's like, "Can you leave a little earlier?" It's like I don't know, man. <laughs> I didn't tell. I didn't say my dad. I don't know, man. But I said I, I'm not sure. I have to talk to the first AD. Um, she. It has to be okay with her uh, because I don't want to leave the set too early. I don't want to be rude. And he's like, no, it's because we need a drummer. They didn't have a drummer. Um, it's all fine, well, and good. I ended up actually going. I got there at 3:30, 30 minutes before the service. We had a little practice, and I ended up playing drums. I personally haven't played drums in about two years for a main service, so. It was really cool for me. I got to like really kind of feel my skill coming back. Um, I, I miss playing drums, by the way. Like I, I used to play drums a lot within the main service of church when I was growing up, all the way through my twenties, um, until kind of God kind of called me into like this whole, like you know, becoming a poet and becoming an artist. But I do miss that part. I love playing percussion. Um, I, I'm pretty good at it. I'm not super good, but I can turn heads every now and then. And I like I like playing. I just do. Um, percussion was just my main instrument. I still play guitar. Um, that's about it, actually. I, I don't play piano too much, although I know some chords and I can figure the chords out. I just can't play <laughs> because it'll take me too long because I still have to count with my fingers. So yeah, all that being said, we had a really good time. Um, in terms of the service itself, it was interesting. This is the interesting part that I'm going to talk about. Uh, when I was in the service, it was. Um, there was two services basically. So yeah, the main service, they're about to end the service, like had the preaching and everything, offering, worship. They're about to end the service, I was like, now the second part of the service. I was like, what? And it was like a pastor appreciation day. And that was really cool. I got to see like some of the pastors. Um, and then we had, um, and then they honored the pastors, the, the children's ministry did this really cool thing. Uh, sang a song about pastors. Um, dude, the, the girl, like one of the moms ended up rapping. I thought that was, that was pretty cool. I was like, you know what? I dig that. Like you made a rap for the pastors and it was in Tagalog, man. I was like, you know what? That's pretty dope. Um, all that being said, I was in two, I was in two, um, uh, I was in two services. Uh, didn't know I was going to be in two services. Uh, so I was kind of getting antsy. To be honest, I'm being 100%. I'm keeping it 100. I was getting kind of antsy. I was actually really thinking in my head. And by the way, I have a reason for, for mentioning this. Um, I was thinking in my head. I was like, yo, I should just go home. Like, 
Well, I didn't want to be in a second service. That's just keeping it a hundred. I was like, I don't know if it's gonna be this other whole service about like. I was like, I don't even know these guys. I don't even know these pastors. Um, and it felt, I felt bad too because like a part of me was just kind of conflicting. I felt it was like really just like that conflict that goes inside when you're kind of like battling the devil. It's like you should just go home. I was like, but I want to honor these pastors. Like you know, it was pastor appreciation. That's why they did the thing. And it's like I want to honor you, you know, even though I don't know them. It's like, but you don't know these fools. I was like. They should still be honored, so I should still be respectful. It's like, no, nah, you should just leave, man. Like, you're done. Like, you did your thing. You honored your dad. Whatever. You played drums, you good. And I was like, oh, I feel like that's the wrong play here. I should really be honoring them. And this whole time, I'm like conflicting in my head. Should I stay? Should I go? Should I whatever? I ended up staying. And it was really great. I'm glad I did. And um, I stayed. They honored the pastors. We ended. Um, and... Um, and uh, at first, I was rewarded with the potluck, which was just like all this Filipino food. It's just like, it's like I walked into a birthday party. They had so much food. They always have so much food. Like, I don't know, like, I know why, but like, like sometimes I wonder, it's like, if I'm hungry, I can just go to my parents' church. <laughs> and my parents even say that. My parents are just like, I want to eat lunch, but we're going to have a big potluck. So, <laughs> legitimately, and they have this potluck every week. It's so funny. Um, but it was really good. Everyone was telling me, oh, do you like Dinaguan? And all in my mind, I was like, heck yeah. <laughs> like, I love Dinaguan. Um, but I was just like, oh, no, yeah, it's fine. I like it. Yeah. Like, I was just trying to be modest. With my head, I'm like, nah, I just want to eat Dinaguan. <laughs> if you have it, let's go. Uh, so I ended up eating it. It was fun. Um, and then I, um, and at, at the very end, one of the senior, pa- oh, I don't know about senior pastors, but one of the senior pastors, he was talking about, um, long story short from this, he's talking about how he's one of the board members of, um, of a nonprofit organization run by Igbuyachik. If you're familiar with the name, some of you might not be, but you might be familiar with the person if I describe him. He's a motivational speaker, a Christian motivational speaker, but a motivational speaker nonetheless, who has no limbs at all. He has, um, he has no arms and no legs, but he gets along. And um, he credits, of course, he credits, of course, God to um, to him surviving so long, being in the condition that he's in. Um, but all, but he's also a motivational speaker, so he motivates other people, usually in the faith, uh, to continue to live their lives um, and their calling in God. This pastor, this, excuse me, this pastor was the uh, or is the or uh, one of the board members of uh, of his nonprofit organization. And uh, they're planning to expand it for next year. And then long story short, um, as I was telling him about my experience, because he asked me, he's just like, hey, what experience do you have? And I just gave him this laundry list of, well, I do event planning, I do hosting, uh, I, I've talked um, in front of anywhere between 100 to 5,000 people at one time. So I know how to host an event uh, in terms of being a host, in terms of emceeing. I talked about like my, like my, my, my business background and acumen. Uh, about sales, about marketing, about brand ambassadorship, and I'm telling him all this professional like stuff, and he's just like, I want to work with you, and I was like, I wouldn't mind that, especially a nonprofit organization under Nick Vujicic. He's actually been talking about like how next next month he is going to be. Um, oh, I don't know if I want to mention that. Let's just say he's going to be talking with a very, very, very important person uh, within the government, within the federal government. 
um, that um, may either help with networking or establish some financial backing. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be even like directly like governmental, but yeah. It's very interesting. And he's like, yeah, I want you to help with the organization of the nonprofits that we're going to create. I was like, wow, cool. And it's and like it was really cool because like yeah like I, it was really nice for my parents to kind of look and it's like oh wow what like my my son is impressing you I was like you know like I have a degree that and I have I have 15 years of like sales like I know I do lift right now um, and like I have more independent I'm, I'm doing more independent than like kind of like sole proprietorship type businesses that are you know like I'm you know I'm hustling right now and kind of struggling a little. Um, but still hustling and still getting stuff done and still getting things paid for. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of stuff under my belt. <laughs> so it was really cool seeing my dad just like kind of light up. It was really great. Um, and my mom too. They're just like, my mom was more just like, I know, I, I, I know you're smart. I was like, but my dad's like, whoa, wow, he really likes you. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but it was a really great time. Not sure why I went through the entire thing like that. I forgot why I mentioned all of this. Um, but I did want to mention that I did visit my parents and it was really great. Had a really great week also. Um, and uh, because I was... Oh, because I was coming out of class today and doing this podcast, I now remember why I'm recording this. It's because I didn't go to Mosaic. That's why I went to my parents' church. All that being said, like, usually what I do, especially when I go to Mosaic, is I kind of reflect on on the teaching and the lessons i think now though i don't have as strong of, uh, of a conviction of the reflection of what i learned um at at ecc not that i didn't learn a lot um it's just um i don't know i i i think this this week a lot of what i've learned was was in the ideas of opportunity and is that right opportunity I'm actually not sure. Like, I can say that, like, yeah, I learned opportunities. Like, honestly, when talking to the pastor, I forgot his name, but when talking to the pastor and like, like, learning more about all this stuff, um, that um, that I could be doing, I was just thinking more of just like, you know, like, I still don't know. I still don't know where God's leading me, but I can see that those those doors can be opening and are opening. Um, would it take a while? Yeah, but uh, I, I think. I, I think I really think this um, and this is kind of a reflection of what I learned in class um, today um, was that that you have the like you have opportunities not necessarily because opportunities are there but it's because you have the skill and know-how that those opportunities need um, we, we did like this exercise where we are helping uh, another artists um, honor our craft so I had another artist his name is Daryl um, he he did my gentleman poem and he did it in a way where it would honor me in terms of the emotion in terms of his delivery he wouldn't be me but he'd be honoring me in the way that he delivered it um, so trying to doing doing my my piece justice that being said I did his piece and he is actually um, he's deaf so I ended up having to do a um, a sign language piece and I say sign language I don't say American sign language because he made a very big he made a very interesting point he basically said um to me that i don't want to do it in formal asl because then i'll have to do it word for word i wanted to do it this way in a more um and i ended up calling it poetic sign language um because he wanted to portray the emotions of the piece and and the um 
and, 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 and pay tribute to the image and the character of the piece rather than the words. So it was really it was really great to be able to do the, both those pieces. But then, yeah, like a little bit of my of, of what I kind of learned in, in that regard was like partly it's opportunity. I feel like I'm not actually even going the right way when I say opportunity. I just say like when I when I say that there's op, uh, there's opportunity because you know honestly in my heart I know I know there's opportunity. There's opportunity mean opportunity for me to get another job. Which by the way, if you're following along in my podcast, I didn't get the job. <laughs> um, I didn't. They ended up with someone else, but it didn't really bother me too much. Um, and now that things are a bit more stable, now that I finally kind of caught up with things um and yeah like uh, like with with myself with my um honestly with my finances um and things are kind of like stabilizing because it was kind of shaky like coming back um from uh, from japan to the philippines when you mark your entire like you know like like most of what you've already kind of saved for the trip and you find it, it is all gone after the trip it's just like wow yeah like catching up it's not not always very easy to do but I ended up doing it um it's nice to know that up that that opportunity will always be coming that's God always has a plan if there's oh if there's something that I really learned um especially in the in those moments um it's I, I kind of learned really how to listen to God uh, more um, or at least realize that wow like I've really developed a relationship with God because in the times where I feel like the most um, the most conflict in the times where I feel like the most pride in the times where I feel the most arrogance in the times uh, when I feel the most uncomfortable I always find that those are the oh that's what I learned this week the times where I feel the most uncomfortable are usually the times where God does something spectacular after. But I feel like a lot of times, and this is the way God works with me at least, is sometimes he has to give, get you into the uncomfortable spot and he, has to, and he has to wait just a little bit to see. It's like, okay, look, I'm going to do something great, but I need to see if you're willing to wait. I need to see if you're willing to, like if you're willing to... Um, go through this i need to see that you're that you're humble enough to take on this role because i don't need you spouting off your mouth it's just like it's like what is it like um it's like when you're i know i feel like it's like when you're at school and the teacher tells you to sit down um and just to wait like you know you 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 know what's gonna happen you know like like the bell (laughs) the bell at school like when you know, like, oh man, summer, summer, summer. Yeah, okay, no, not High School Musical, but like, but like when you know something's gonna happen, and you're just waiting for the right moment. We get antsy. Sometimes we even get arrogant, and we just say, "It's like I know what's gonna happen. Can I just do it?" But we don't know what's gonna happen. Honestly, what ha- Like, what 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 would have happened? What would have happened if I left? Then maybe, uh, well, I left the the um. Like I, I left, I left the church early, and then I just like saw my parents at home. Maybe I never would have talked to the pastor and found out that there was an opportunity later on to be able to help him, and to be able to help um, the organization that they're with, and maybe meet some interesting people, and maybe even have something uh, worthwhile worthwhile to do in terms of my career and the next step in my career, if I left. 
Um, a lot of times within my life, yeah, I always do this. I always end up with spectacular things after God puts me in very uncomfortable things. Like this week, um, like this week, when my, uh, like in terms of, I'm not going to get into this, even though I'm going to stay like 100, but I know I knew some really great things were going to happen. And I knew it too, because like, um, a part of my week was like very, very stressful. Um, yet it wasn't yet. It was because a part of there was a, there was something that happened to me where I was under enormous amount of stress. I didn't know if I was going to make it, but at the same time in my heart, I was just like, this is God working again. And he has, and he has my back and it came down to the wire but I made it and I made it with flying colors not just made it with flying colors but I made it to the point where just like wow God's real good and God had my back that whole time and because of that I don't have to worry and I didn't have to worry and because of that I'm here today and I knew that like I, I knew like points in that and maybe this happens with you guys points of just like sheer hardness we're just like life is just hard and bad things are happening and i have to remember i have to remember that sometimes in the hardest moments it's it, it's in a weird way god is telling me just endure this it's almost like like because because the endurance that i have to have is so great i feel like god's telling me it's like hey you're down to the wire it's last lap your legs are aching but get past this last lap it's like it's like when you're at the gym and you're in the last rep and the last rep is the hardest one and then your trainer out of nowhere and i know this too because me and um me and glenda my friend glenda if you don't know her but we went to the gym and i started introducing um negative um 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 doing a a negative workout which basically it's like you know like if you're doing a barbell you lift it up and that's the workout but what if you lift it up and then you slowly let it down that negative experience uh, on your muscles where you have to hold positions for a long time um and then having having that be the workout instead of just the lifting portion um but that's what it is with god Sometimes with God, it's just like you're in the, down to the wire. It's like, hey, I've been doing these sets real good. And then your last and final set, God says, on the 10th one, I need you to hold it for 10 seconds. I was like, no. <laughs> but that's how God works sometimes. God's just like, I need you to hold this. I was like, freak. Okay, I will. I'll hold it for 10 seconds. That's what happened to me this week. God said in the middle of my week, I needed to hold this. I needed to hold this for 10 seconds. And I was like okay god i'll hold it for 10 seconds and the whole time I was like i can't do it the whole time i was like i should just give up the whole time I was like no this is just not gonna work but then the whole time god was just like i just need to hold it for 10 seconds i didn't know that he was teaching me that because he knew i was gonna be in this sunday in this, in this sunday worship at, a, at 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 i was like four five five thirty almost six o'clock no i think it actually was like six o'clock it was like six almost six thirty um no five no it was five thirty time doesn't matter basically it was an hour and a half and guys just like okay now i just need you to hold this for 30 more minutes because you have to go through another sir uh another service for the pastors i was like okay no i don't have to i can go home i don't have to stay here but the guy's like i need you to hold this i need you to hold this just for 30 minutes and i did and i knew god was doing something great and honestly who knows 
Honestly, if, if, if this connection leads to something, it would be great. If it doesn't lead to anything, at the same point, God taught me something. God told me to, is teaching me to wait. Is teaching me to be patient, respectful, humble. And Lord knows I need more help with that. All of that. Sometimes the opportunities are after the tribulation. And sometimes that's why we need to go through it. Sometimes the great opportunities are after the workouts. And that's what I learned this week. I learned that I kind of already knew it, but I really learned it even more. At least for me and God. Sometimes God's just like, yo, hold this for 10 seconds. I have to start thinking, God, I can't, and start thinking, man, what's going to be on the other side of these 10 seconds? What blessing do you have beyond this? If it's hard now, how awesome is it going to be when I get to the end? I think about that with a lot of my life. And I kind of end with this because I'm, I, I, I'm kind of reminded with, with something my friend said a long time ago um, at a Bible study. Um, is she told me, um, and it was in terms of my re like relationships. This was years ago even too. But she told me it's like with everything that you had to go through, with how old you are, with all the disappointing things that have happened in your life in terms of relationships. He didn't. She didn't really say it that way, but she kind of just said it's like with all the things that you learn and with like with everything that you've endured so far. Like she told me, it's like I can't wait to see who you end up with. Because they're going to be awesome because you've waited and you've endured for so long and because you've been patient and because you've been humble. And literally, like, I, I remember the first time she said, it's like, how can you say that? I've been, <laughs> I've been grumpy this whole time. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been kind of yelling at God and stuff about like, she ain't even here. What in the world? What you doing, God? I don't believe this. I've been complaining the entire time, but I haven't stopped. I was complaining the, the, the whole 10 seconds. Man, I don't have to do this. I don't have to hold this. But I was holding it. I was holding it. Because something deep inside of me knew. It's like, if I continue to hold this, I'll get stronger. I don't need to be here. I don't need to be at... I don't need to keep driving. I need to do that. I can go home and get some rest. I don't need to... I, I don't need to stop working. I don't need to... I don't need to sit in this... I don't need to sit in this seat and listen to the sermon anymore. I already listened to one. But what, what's on the other side is the opportunity that God really wants you to have. That's what it is. I really hope and pray I learn more about enduring. About just being like so open to the process. 
I think this is one of the reasons why I'm taking this class. For endurance. For strength. To get stronger. Because I think a big part of me just kind of realizes I am stronger than I'm giving myself credit for. That I have more talent in me that I haven't realized, but I know is there. And I have an opportunity to do something great for God. I just learn how to endure. Well, my name is Quia Paul. And this has been KPR, me ranting again. I'm sorry that this podcast, not sorry, not sorry, but I'm sorry that this podcast became very ASMR, very, very just like really silent and stuff. I was driving like most of the time. I drove like from LA all the way to here, like in the podcast. So, um, but if you are listening to this podcast, I hope you do follow it. Download CastBox. It's a free application on Android or iOS. You can download it and then you can subscribe to my podcast and get, of course, like all the latest things that you get on podcasts as well, too. Um, if you download uh, CastBox, when you subscribe, I mean, if you can leave like a comment that you're enjoying the podcast, a thumbs up or a like, all those things really help <clears throat> Help in terms of me knowing that, um, that you're blessed, kind of communicating to me that you are um that's um like you you are really liking the podcast you want to hear more of them as well too um keep it positive um if it's necessarily something negative just come to me personally because i know you guys you know me uh if you have critiques that's great i mean but i just want to kind of keep the form positive um but yeah that's basically it i hope you guys are having a blessed week I hope you guys really enjoy this next pod, uh, this next podcast. I do have a lot of other content that I'm working on as well too. Um, by this time, you'll probably also see one more podcast that I will quickly mention. It's called uh, KP and J, um, a millennial podcast with uh, with my friend Jay, who is actually my neighbor, uh, and we talk about a lot of um, uh, social, uh, pop culture type stuff. Um, that both myself and her are kind of going through in our, our depictions of it. Me as a Gen Xer and her as a, uh, as a millennial and then me as a little bit of a millennial and her as a, um, as a, I don't know, Gen Wire? I don't know. Or Zier, Gen Z. I don't even know. But yeah, it was, it's a really cool podcast. Honestly, honestly, 100%, keeping it 100, I listen to it. I like it. I like the podcast we made because it's so corny. It's 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 just so just like just very unabashedly me, um, and also unabashedly her. I think too. Um, we just kind of keep it real, and that's why I like about it. And I think you guys will enjoy it as well too. Also under um, uh, the same category uh, with my other podcast. By the way, yeah, all these podcasts are under Square uh, Square Mile City, which is going to be the umbrella of all these podcasts. And Square Mile City. Long story short, it's Covina. It's where I live. Okay, I've talked a lot. Hope you uh, enjoyed this podcast and got to the very end. Listen to the other podcasts, um, especially if it's a blessing to you. And uh, I hope to hear from you guys soon. Take care. God bless.